going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is City Wrestling Radio Retro Reviews. This time of year, it's Halloween, or at least it's Halloween time of year. We're about a couple days, either removed or coming up on whichever day you're watching this on, Halloween. Um, that's why we're going to talk Halloween Havoc 1996 today. I'm Ladies and gentlemen, you picked it. You picked it. Yeah, that's right. You voted. Jose put up the nominees last last month-ish. <laughs> and, and, and we decided to go with this because it was the highest voted one. You know, I felt bad for Halloween Havoc 93. I did too. Cactus so, Jack was in that. Those were the three choices. It was like Halloween Havoc 93. Uh, what was it like? Havoc 96. And, and was it No Way Out? N- no Mercy. No Mercy. 2000? Yeah. 2001? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Uh, but yes... You chose it, the fans. Halloween Havoc 1996. That's why we're sitting here talking about the entire show. I'm your host. I'm Corey Smith. Joining me via Zoom teleconference chat is the main roster mate himself, Mr. Jose Osagera. Did I ever tell you how impressed I was with the way you pronounced my last name? Really? Anyway, hello, everyone. How are you doing? And how are you doing, Mr. Smith? I'm doing good. Like I said, we're coming up on Halloween. I'm... Feeling in a Halloween mood. I feel like I'm in a space dungeon lair right now. I like you know? it. I like it. I, I took the Diamond Studio. We're, we're blasting off through space. I'm wearing my Shotzi and the Black Lagoon t-shirt. Old school. Excellent. Repping Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, but yeah, I'm good, man. Um, Halloween Havoc 1996. Um, I mean, well, how are you before we get into it? How are you? What do you... How are you feeling around this time of year on Halloween? You know, things are Pretty opening good. back yeah. up. Yep, things are opening back up. We're going to still do a trunk or treat, you know, taking the kids out with a couple of friends. We're going to, instead of visiting other people's houses, we're going to visit our friends' trunks. And usually our friends are pretty generous and they provide us with uh, the real king size candies. Nice. I remember there was one house. Uh, it was like two blocks down, one over across the street from the liquor store, and they would give out full size candy bars. And that was the most you're going to get in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get, I mean, maybe in like rich neighborhoods, but yeah. one thing I thought about that, you were talking about trunks. I wonder if like, you know how like old school, like counterfeiters would sell stuff out of the back of the trunk, right, just pop right. up next to everyone else. Like, Hey guys, you want to, I don't know why this is playing now. <laughs> look That's at awesome. That, yes. Another episode they, they of fam- our podcast. Wow. They look familiar. Cool. Must've been a hot day. It was a hot day. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. I don't even know why I have this on. But nonetheless, I love editing. Uh, Where were we? Counterfeiters. Uh, Counterfeiters. uh, Kids getting candy. Counterfeit candy. Yeah. All the bootleg snacks. All the Twinkies with sprinkles on them. Oh. Oh. It's a joke joke from next Friday. Oh, is that a... Are you talking (laughs) about... What are are those called? I forgot. Uh, You know how there's like at the... Like stores, there's like... What's the bimbo brand snack cakes? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gansitos. Yeah, I love those. Oh, they're so good. They're way better than Twinkies. The key to those is to pop them in the fridge for a little That's bit. That's what everyone says. That's what everyone mm-hmm. says, but I can never, can never wait. I can never wait long enough. <laughs> Anyways, Halloween Havoc 1996. Let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about the whole okay, show. Well, really quick before we get into that, I really want to recommend uh, Hooli Juice on Talk is Jericho. Juventus Guerrero made an appearance, and that interview, if you like what we're talking about today, uh, going back to the days of WCW, Juventus Guerrero made a nice uh, visit 
to Chris Jericho. I'm, I know I'm promoting somebody else's podcast, but it was it was a good here. Yeah, dude, listen. come on. Jericho's like we're competing with Jericho for viewers here. Okay, are we though? Are we? You know what? <laughs> I did steal a, a sound clip from his show on City Wrestling Radio News, a short-lived show that might make its comeback once things get a little bit more tied down in the Diamond Studio. Mm-hmm. But who you were talking about, Hoovy Juice? Yeah, he he made a cool um, appearance on Talk Is Jericho, and they talked all things WCW back in the late ni- mid to late nineties. So it was a really cool, cool uh, flashback, um, a, a retro show, as if you will. Yeah, um, what do you call it? A friend of the show, Juventud Guerrera. You know, he mm-hmm. he did a little plug for us, and we're internally grateful to that nice guy. He also talked on that podcast about uh, the Mexico gimmick. And, you know, doing that and how he kind of butted heads with super crazy a little bit. And yeah, but if you want to hear more about that, go check out an old episode of City Wrestling Radio News. It's only about five minutes long. All the news you need in under (laughs) five minutes or however the hell long it takes me to put in all that news and under. Hey, that's pretty quality there. That's quality news given there. I'm giving it to you hard and strong. Anyways, Halloween Havoc 1996. What did you think about this show overall? Uh, I had high hopes. And yeah, as those high hopes were uh, satisfied at the beginning of the pay-per-view, wow. all of a sudden, uh, you know, you put on these 2021 goggles and things just don't seem the same. Uh, yeah, things well. took a turn for the worse. <laughs> well, on what you on what you wanted to be the best part of the night. <laughs> the fucking best part of the night was like the last 10 minutes of the show. But that, that <laughs> in, was in not different planned. ways. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it, it's hard. It's one of those shows that had a lot of like it was decent it was just like a mediocre show after oh, on about paper the- you're like oh my god this looks amazing well yeah i think we're also looking at that with 2020 eyes saying like oh jericho what was it jericho versus eddie guerrero no it was jericho versus um or no it was jericho in the show so. yeah jericho was there it was malenko ray uh ddp versus eddie guerrero which sounds amazing oh yeah jericho um was there. You have the giant and Jeff Jarrett, uh, oh, yeah. six, six Pac and Jericho. Yeah. So you have a, you See, know, in that, his prime six Pac versus a very young Chris Jericho. Do you, that was his prime. You think? Yeah, I would say so. Oh, like I, I, I thought they were on, like they were coming on the verge of both of them, like breaking out. Like they were really, because, you know, I was going to save this line for later, but I'll give it to you mm-hmm. now. I okay. feel like, like WCW is one of those places that either had people that were famous in WWE or are going to be famous in WWE. Like well, a the lot of three kid was huge. Yeah. And then he was huge. And then he kind of, kind of like fell off as six for a minute. And then mm-hmm. when he came back to WWE as X-Pac, you know, it, it was different. Like, and he took it to the next level with, you know, even calling out um, the NWO his first night on, on WWE, mm-hmm. you know, saying, Hogan, you said I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, cut this. Uh, That's great. Uh. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a lot of, yeah, I wanted to like the show more than I did. Mm-hmm. I'll say it like that. Yeah. But let's get into it. Let's kick it off with our first match. Literally match of the night. Uh, well, hold on. No, let's, Let's, uh, Contender for match of the night. Let's 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 start things off. You know, we're a couple months removed of the NWO being formed. Right, it happened in August. You know, yeah. So 
We're about two months removed from them being formed. Hogan has already won the title, and now they're on their domination of title uh, takeover, you know, takeover of the company. Right, but at the same time, they're still trying to figure out who they are. Definitely. Um, Because I thought this was best NWO. You know, with just the six people, six or seven guys. Yeah, totally. And also best WCW because not all of their energy was focused on NWO every second of every minute of every hour. Well, it was stable heavy. Yeah. You had the Dungeon of Doom. You had uh, uh, Four Horsemen. You had, you know, NWO. You had, and then but that's, just... that was wrestling back then, though, right? It, it was stables all over the place. That's I mean, why I don't NWO remember. Formed. I don't remember stables like that. Um, until that time, but I'm also younger, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I started watching wrestling when I was my fuck. I went to my first match when I was three years old, but like, I really started like paying attention to it when I was about seven or eight, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. Um, so I don't really remember stables in the early nineties, but then again, Hey, I was just a kid. Right. Right. Well, there was a ton of stables around that time. Uh, not exposing my age or anything, but I was seven years old too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So then also Hogan Nash, Hogan Hall and Nash have been running rampant in WCW and Eric Bischoff demands them to end their tyranny. Ooh, Eric Bischoff. Ooh. I do love this though. That's like my favorite thing that Scott Hall ever does. <laughs> uh, Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan and Dusty Rhodes. Hold on. I want to be Dusty Rhodes for a second. <laughs> Hey, listen, baby, I'm Dusty Rhodes. I got the shortest sleeves upon anybody. Dude, this guy had, the, like, literally, his sleeve pulled up pretty much almost his shoulder. Yeah. But yeah, not yeah. enough. You know what I mean? I, I think his back, like, swallowed his sleeves. You know what I mean? And, like, like everyone's wearing just... the same shirt, too, which is really funny because everyone's oh, sleeve yeah. is, like, down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've caught on to this but i felt like him and shivani had something going like they were going at it in the side like oh, i didn't notice i just thought it was friendly banter you thought you thought so yeah i just uh, I, I thought it was just good banter there were some moments where i and i wrote it down so i'll get there but i, I felt like they maybe didn't have heat but they I, I did notice some long pauses though yeah uh but like i said we kick it off with the main the let's just say the main event because it was the match of the night <laughs> Uh, if I can leave after leave that show after this and just come listen to us talk about it. Uh, Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio Jr. for the Cruiserweight Championship. <clears throat> uh, to start things off, this was an incredible match. Um, like I said, match of the night in my book. I've said it before, and I, I, I'll say it again, because I would not have enjoyed this match when I was a kid. Um, mm. But thank God that I'm not the uncultured swine that I was anymore. <laughs> I have seen the light and it is so beautiful. And its name is Dean Malenko. Oh yeah. Oh my God. This guy is effing incredible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, especially him and Ray going back and forth. Ray being super young. Was he like mm-hmm. nine? Was he 19? No, he was like 20. He, like he 20 became something. a pro when he was 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Mexico for a couple of years, then joined ECW at maybe 18 because of work laws. I thought know, it was seven. I, I thought he lied about that. Oh, okay, then like around 17. Yeah, yeah. So he, and he was in ECW for what? Maybe a year and a half. Yeah, if that. So yeah, we're looking at maybe a 19 year old Ray Mysterio. Uh, let's see. Malenko takes it right to Ray as the bell rings. Then uh, all of a sudden. Maybe it was just bad camera cutting, but and, and I think it was because it didn't happen at all the rest of the night. 
but the fucking cameraman was just like zooming in and out like close-ups mm-hmm. of Dean Malenko and Ray <clears throat> and I didn't get why like it, it was jarring it was kind of nauseating it happened for now, a minute you know what happened is the uh, that cameraman was bouncing his camera and the director called the wrong camera out <laughs> two no. one two 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 wait two no three three I said three something like that yeah yeah exactly uh let's see oh, did you notice that they had to actually tag in mike tenay oh well mike tenay like, was we don't different... know any of these moves so coming in is our lucha expert they're like um to... mike tenay's backstage you could tell he's backstage because everyone's like yeah baby listen i'm gonna talk and then yeah i'm gonna say something and all of a sudden yeah i'm gonna say something else because his audio <laughs> yeah. was completely different yeah yeah totally totally um, and he had to give us a rundown of why uh lucha masks are important yeah He's the Excalibur of this man. And you know, like watching these like mid 90s. Excalibur is the Mike today of AEW. No, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of this is like, I just see a lot of AEW in this show. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. You know? But you, you see how AEW is better. They have oh, learned yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They have learned from shows like this. Yeah. Tony Khan has watched. Maybe he watches the retro review. Really, Con? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I know he does. I mean, we've been on conference calls together before. It's not right? like I, it's true. not like That's I was true. on a muted line and I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> it was. Uh, so these two men, Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio, go back and forth, forth, looking absolutely incredible. At one point, Dean looks at the ring post at a Rey Mysterio mask that he brought with himself. For no apparent reason. For no yeah, re- he stripped them. He stripped them of the mask uh, earlier couple, in the week. A couple weeks prior, yeah. And mm-hmm. he looks at the mask. Just he's like. Oh, I have this mask. <laughs> I do. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's like he sn- like, dude, what are you getting off on? Uh, I don't know if it's for power or what, <clears throat> but he distracts himself and uh, receives a drop. You know kick. why? What was he was like wondering, why is the mask he have on have 50% more material than the one I have? That's not cool. Dude, it's basically a fucking thong of a mask. The, the <laughs> yeah. one that Malenko stole, it's like, it's like the front part, there's a mask. And then there's just like, like uh, straps, you the, know, uh, Jeff Jarrett straps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so oh he God. he receives a drop kick to the outside and a tope sent on to Dean Malenko on the outside. Oh, it, great catch by Dean Malenko because Rey Mysterio was not going to clear that distance. Yeah, no. Um, and Malenko made up that distance in a hurry and a, caught Ray just in time. That was great. Professional. Uh, Ray gets his stolen mask back and he says. Fuck it. I'm going to change right here in the middle of the ring. <laughs> he goes from a mask that's covering his entire head to a mask that's covering, I would say, about 55% of his head. 40. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you count the straps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So, so I thought it was funny. Like, everyone thought it was so shocking when Ray lost his mask. But like mm-hmm. I said, this is basically a thong of a mask. You could see, like, you could see his entire face. He was wearing a jock strap. Yeah. With a cross in front of it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ray goes for a Hurricane Rana, but Dean transitions into a side suplex. We get a front suplex to Ray on the ropes, a modified half crab to Ray. And it's funny because Ray is in this hold for like a good couple minutes and he's just screaming, ah! Yeah. yeah. Like over and over again. It's just yeah, like, yeah. whoo, Ray. Yeah. You know, I think they had a conversation with him. Number one, we can't see your face. Reduce the size of your mask by 50%. Number two, show more emotion. Scream more. Let us see the emotion in your mouth. And all he had was, <laughs> ah. That's what he had. Dude. 
He's a kid. 19, 20 year old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, super uh, or suplex to uh, or blah, superplex to Ray. Uh, Ray showed brief signs of life, but Dean would keep him grounded. We get a tilt to whirl backbreaker to Ray, followed by a long sleeper. Uh, this explosive match comes to a grinding halt when Dean is keeping Ray down. Both men fall to the outside. Dean then gets a low blow on Ray. Uh, spring bo- springboard moonsault to Dean Malenko. This match kicks back into fifth gear like traffic in San Francisco. Uh, the two men exchanging maneuvers. Uh, and then I just for suddenly, I don't know why, but I all of a sudden have a craving for Brian Danielson versus Phoenix now. Because that's what I think the modern day version of this match would be. Oh, and, and it'd be like jacked up. Oh, to a, like a level or two, yeah. Thousand percent. And yeah. you have Dean Malenko working there. You know what I mean? Right, right. So you have him probably talking with Danielson on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So let's just figure out a better con. I know you're watching. So make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a Hurricane Rana to Dean, followed by a sit-down powerbomb to Ray. The two are battling. Oh, this was the classic Hurricane Rana to the pin combination. Oh, that he yeah. used to use. And it, it used to be a thing of beauty. Um, too bad all the knee injuries and all the, you know, grind on Rey Mysterio's body over the years. Yeah. He can't quite accomplish that move anymore. But when he was, you know, when he was young and spry, he hit that move and it looked it, one of the sweetest finishes. I mean, he's on still Earth. pretty. I mean, he does yeah. he does like a Canadian destroyer. What's different? You know what I mean? It, a Canadian destroyer has a lot more help. That's true. And Hurricanrana, the way he did it was at, when he completed the turn, mm-hmm. he would go between his opponent's legs and then wrap his arms around their knees and make the pin. Go get a pillow. I want to see I want to see you demo this move. <laughs> Uh, the two are battling on the turnbuckle. Uh, Dean hits a super power bomb to Ray and gets the pin and the win. Why does it keep doing this? What's going on, everyone? This is nice. Radio and this. Now we get less, l- <laughs> less light. Ooh, yeah, it's even yeah. scarier. It's Halloween. <laughs> Continuity is jacked. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, the two are battling on the turnbuckle. Super bomb or super power bomb to Ray. Pin win. Dean Malenko, new champion, new cruiserweight champion. Dean Malenko. This match was fucking incredible. Uh, there were a couple slip ups, but overall, these uh, two men looked fantastic. The crowd uh, behind both men, and they popped big time when Dean won. Yeah, uh, they did right. They went nuts. Yeah, racist bastards. No, but, um, <laughs> uh, the, the match was super fun. You know what? Uh, it was Las Vegas, so I would feel like in the nineties. Las Vegas is probably one of the lesser of the racist cities. I don't know. I don't. There's a heavy uh, Latino. I'm just population. a white. I'm a white guy. I don't fucking know, man. There, there was a heavy popula- uh, Latino population there. That's true. That's true. I, th- I think that's one of the main reasons why Ray opened up, or maybe because he's just you know that much of a performer, dude. This opener was hot as hell. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'd also want to add that. Uh. So, I also want to say this. WCW had some of the best belt designs of the 90s. Mm-hmm. I, that Cruiserweight title was tight. I think, like, of the 90s, like, the late 90s, they had the best title designs. Like, I didn't like the Attitude Era belts, minus the tag belts. Those, But those are, like, for, those are pre, those are, like, Federation Era belts, you know? Yeah, they were, like, throwbacks, right? Well, no, no, I mean, like, it was the same belts from the fe- the Federation Era to, like, the, the, the Those 2000- were the rectangular ones? Yeah, those ones. Yeah, those, yeah mm-hmm. and those are good-looking belts. But yeah. I'm talking about, like, the uh, the Austin Winged Eagle belt, the round one, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Oval Intercontinental. Oh, that was trash. Uh, the women's title was all right. It was okay, but it, it, it was you know what I mean. It was yeah, different. It yeah. was it was like the it was like the titles are today, where it was just like women's in big letters, mm-hmm. whereas now it's like WWE and big fucking mm-hmm. logo. No, it was like a forced futurism. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. catch up to the times and make these uh, current and up to date and hip. Good what do the kids shit. like? Exactly. Let's ask this thirteen year old girl what she likes in her titles. You you know it's funny you mentioned that because there was one person who like I noticed in the crowd it was like this brother and sister who were in the crowd wearing NWO shirts mm-hmm. and but they were super into the show the entire night they were just sitting there watching the girl was like sipping her soda she's just like the brothers like mm-hmm. you know but it was just crazy because yeah. they like the people that seemed most into it so mm-hmm. I thought that was cute that was like probably me and my cousins back in the day uh, but yeah I was like saying even the U.S. title. Um, the US w- title was badass. Yeah, uh, big gold belt, tag mm-hmm. titles. They were all good looking. You know, I don't think they had mm-hmm. a bad one until um, the hardcore. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, we get a man. One of few men I would beg to host a podcast with. With his sweet, sweet voice, he's backstage with Jeff Jarrett, Mister Lee Marshall. Unfortunately, well, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Jeff coming up. What do we have to say, Jeff? Unfortunately, he has passed on to the great beyond, but damn, that voice is so sweet. It's soothing. He is WCW's version of Mean Gene, but yeah. Mean Mean Gene has more of an animated voice. In the, in well, yeah, and... Mean Gene was rest, a wrestling guy, whereas Lee Marshall was a radio guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, so he's backstage with Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Ric Flair is out tonight, and so he's uh, taking his Flair's place. Very 80s, this interview, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, it didn't seem, it seemed weird. I know, like, Jared's, like, doing the whole, like, he's pledging to the Four Horsemen, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's the yeah. the latter-day Four Horsemen, so it's, like, Benoit, Mongo. I mean, Arn's still in it, but... Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Arn. I don't think, I don't think Arn's ever left. No, Arn is still in it, I think. <laughs> still, to yeah. this day. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's taking the Flair's place in the match night versus the giant. Uh, then all of a sudden, like I thought Ric Flair was out. Like I thought I was like, Oh, Ric Flair was taken out. Ric Flair is like, woo. Just, I'm here. Daddy. Just strolls in. I'm like, what the, f- what are you doing here? Flair? You're supposed to be out. You called yeah. in sick today. Flair. You can't just come in when you call in sick. Yeah. And then he puts over macho man for no effing reason. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, NWO. A, it's a, yeah. WCW versus NWO thing, right? That's what it, that's. But yeah. The, the heels are supposed to be like, who cares about NWO? Who cares about WCW? I'm here for mine. But no, well, they're team players all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean. But they did have that match. To say, to say about team players, it was kind of like everybody versus the NWO. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? But it yeah. never got to that point. Because if you watch subtly throughout the night, even though NWO were heels, they were being booked as baby faces. They were being totally. treated as baby faces mm-hmm. and they were pushing them to the top. They weren't sitting here saying like, oh, these are the heels that are going to say stupid stuff. They made the faces say the stupid stuff mm-hmm. and they would push the heels. They would have heel versus heel matches mm-hmm. to get titles on the heels without a transitional champion. So exactly. a lot of stuff in the show didn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah. But they are at this point right now, like I said, where they are WCW versus NWO. Yeah, and we have an explanation with that on the Lex Luger versus Arn Anderson match. We'll get there. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. I love how Flair is just like, like, okay, so they're doing this thing where every other word, Flair is just like, yeah, daddy, woo! He, Jeff Jarrett's going to go out here, woo! But, like, Jarrett's doing this thing where he's like, listen, I'm going to go out there, ha-ha, and I'm going to tear into the giant, ha-ha! Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, my God. And it's fucking battle, Jeff Jarrett, Battle man. the gimmicks. Uh, yeah. It's Jeff Jarrett. Like, when have you ever, okay, when have you ever taken Jeff Jarrett seriously? Ever. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, but never. TNA? Maybe. Yeah, probably, yeah. No, when he had his global force wrestling, what was it? I mean, I take him more seriously nowadays than I ever did with him yeah. with long hair. I think I took him seriously. Okay, Intercontinental Champion. Give him that. Give him that. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett will... Uh, I'm not, I don't want to say everybody like, Jeff Jarrett will never be a main event superstar because that's fucking... He was. The TNA, he was. TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we get the Battle of the Ring, which is something I was never, ever <laughs> aware of. Uh-huh. Which was uh, the, bat- the, the Battle Bull, you get a ring? A diamond ring? I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they have the Dynamite Diamond Ring now, so that's mm-hmm. Tony Khan must have been watching this. You know, this is where he got yeah. the idea from. Um, mm-hmm. But I was never aware that even as a kid, I was like, what the fuck? A, what? A ring? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't remember that either. That must have been like a one time thing. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Really? It was, it was like something like an award given yearly? Yeah. Like Crockett Cup? Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, uh, Nick Patrick. Oh, is... sorry. Speaking of the Crockett Cup, did you catch that Crockett RIP tombstone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a dig. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Nick Patrick is refing this match. And just be on. I think that's like the biggest story of the night is heel referee Nick Patrick. Yeah. Uh, do, did Who, they ever say why his neck was all jacked up? I, well, he, I think he was attacked a few weeks earlier. Do we know about who? I mean, we could have done our research on it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing other research and I couldn't find anything. We'll get there. I'll tell, I'll tell you what I was researching. Okay, so apparently Eddie won this ring back in August, and DDP has since stolen the ring, but he lost it. How do you steal a ring? Well, how, how do you, you leave st- it in his locker? How do you steal or? a ring? I mean, yeah. I mean, fucking, I I stole stuff when I was a kid, you know, dude. Sure, but you know, leave that ring at home, bro. People steal money from banks all the time. I don't condone it. Never steal money from a bank. If you're listening to this podcast, I don't want you listening to us if you steal money from banks and don't give us any of the money. But nonetheless, you know, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. He well, stole that's, the like ring. that's like stealing somebody's gold medal. Look what I stole. Somebody so, else's accomplishment. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was about to say something, but I'll, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, and this match uh, saw a slow start, but a lot and, and a lot of headlocks, a lot of headlocks to start the match. Eventually, WWF, yeah, yeah, which is funny because these two guys have never been to WWF yet. Yeah, one guy's an ECW and a Japan guy, and the other guy is strictly power plant. Yeah, <laughs> listen, baby, he was homegrown at the power plant. Eventually, DDP is thrown into the ropes and hits, gets a little lucha libre action himself off, where mm-hmm. he grabs into the ropes, where he kind of was it like the not the spider, but. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but you know what I'm talking about when he like grabbed the ropes. You know what I'm talking about. The Tajiri move? That's yeah. the uh, uh, no, no, that, that's the tarantula. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I forget, if, if but okay. Yeah. Anyways, DDP does some lucha action by uh, by grabbing onto the ropes, and but he gets drop kicked out to the outside. 
They battle on the outside and back in. DDP crotches Guerrero on the ropes and takes control of the match. I love, though, how DDP does this high jump back and forth into the ring. It fakes me out every time, and it's just awesome. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, DDP. Another thing I'll say about this match is you got two very cunning uh, wrestlers, you know, in their style. So they're doing very like cheat tastic type of stuff with each other. Yeah, yeah. And that came off really, really cool. Well, Eddie's not like the like a cheating like a he's not a heel yet. Like he, he's not like he didn't do the heel I, thing. Like I thought he was a face. I thought he was the face in this match. Like I thought he was. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he was the face in this match. But he's been a heel before, right? He didn't come in being a face. I mean, probably an ECW. I mean. I haven't watched the full ECW catalog yet. It's right, right. on my watch list. Uh, we'll but. get there. Yeah, we'll actually have a show on it. But yeah, no, this just shows like great thought into a lot of these reverses that they had with each other. Yeah. And a lot of like, um, you know, rope dopes. Yeah. Really cool. Really cunning. Uh, or what it, it just uh, or a lot of, uh, what did Dusty say? A lot of mole bole or bole mole. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope bully. that, I hope that's not a fucking like some like, down south racist term that I've never heard before. Oh my god, please God, no! <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, if it is, I'm sorry for saying it, and I'm just an idiot. Um, so Eddie or DDP tries to pin Eddie with his feet on the ropes, but Patrick, for some reason, Patrick, who's like you find out is like helping DDP, but also not. It, it, I don't get mm -hmm. it, man. He's just trying to screw people in WCW, I guess. Yeah, and it looks like it's, it's just seed planting for the rest of the night. Yeah, 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 he's got exactly. a ton of matches too. Yeah. He was in there a lot. Um, so Shivani asks, he says, uh, he says, what is that? He says, where is that diamond ring? We haven't seen it in a while. And Dusty says, Dusty just starts going on about a whole lot of nothing. He starts going on. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, well, listen, Guerrero is a proud man. He's come from a proud family. You know, he, he's going to really take it to DDP. And I was like, that didn't answer Shivani's question at all. He's asking where the <laughs> ring is. You're yeah. just like, Dusty, I love you, buddy, but... <laughs> Duh. You didn't want to say, I don't know, Tony. I just don't Listen, know. Listen, Tony, I don't fucking know. See, I didn't take it, and I saw DDP with it. I was having a drink. I was like, hello, ladies. How you doing? Uh, I'm not privy to discuss backstage news, brother. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Like I said, this is where I kind of feel like there's a little bit of tension between the two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe Maybe you were saying it's just like banter, but mm -hmm. uh, DDP... Uh, I deleted a whole lot of nothing and I left the result. And that doesn't make sense if I say it out loud. So Eddie mounts a comeback and hits a dive to the outside off the top rope. DDP hits a flapjack uh, to Eddie. And here's more evidence of the back and forth between Tony and Dusty. Tony goes, oh, a flapjack. He goes, what did you say? Tony says, I said the move is called a flapjack. And Dusty says, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I did notice that part. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty just going, oh, okay. That's cool, baby. Thank you. I appreciate your your intellect. Yeah. Um, I thought he said slapjack. No, that's what Stevie Ray carries to hit people with. Exactly. Yeah. Slapjack. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Dusty. Uh, Dusty says, "Okay." Power bomb to Eddie. D DDP hits the diamond cutter, which is just well. Not... That was the lamest diamond cutter I've no, ever seen. I think it's ever. all diamond cutters, dude. Like diamond cutters really aren't that like great. Like, oh no 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 no! DDP's the, the he evolved that thing from this diamond cutter. He like grabbed the guy, picked him up, and then just fell. It was a fucking neck breaker. I mean, I can't say like I can't compare like the diamond cutter to the RKO. That's that's you can't do that. You're right. Because the fucking moves. diamond cutter came first, and the diamond cutter out of nowhere came first. What? 
uh, yeah, it came first, but I could, I, you can, you technically could compare the two between like how good they are, but it's not fair because it's different eras and it's like more, you know, more people trade. Randy Orton probably trained 20 million times more than DDP ever did. Sure. He's trained since he was four. Yeah. And DDP started at 30. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hmm? So he's had more time to practice. But after DDP gets that diamond cutter on Eddie, he gets the pin and the win. And Patrick just takes the diamond ring out of his like pocket. But then he goes to the corner and he's just like, oh, here's the diamond ring. I found it, guys. Found it. it was in the turnbuckle the whole oh time. Oh, my God. What? I don't know. Here you go. Bye. Which, yeah. And wasn't this finish very abrupt and very like out of nowhere? A couple, like it, A couple times during the night. Yeah. No, but it, especially the finish. Like, uh, I think they... Um, I think DDP did like a power bomb, like a sit down power bomb on Eddie, and then went for the diamond cutter, and it was just weird. Like Eddie went from being a hundred percent in the match to all of a sudden losing all this power bar, he just shrank like. It's the dreaded diamond cutter. Yeah, It'll and, cut a uh, diamond. Know, it, just, it just felt weird, but it, it was so weird that I was digging everywhere on the internet, seeing if he got hurt because it, it legit to me looked like they put it, they they cut the match short because of that. Yeah, but. I didn't see anything, so maybe we'll find out on tomorrow's Monday Night Monday Nitro. Uh, Mike today, he's backstage. Oh, so sorry. Um, uh, so where was I? Um, I did not like this match at all. It was horrible. Um, I thought it was going to be great, man. But you know, other than the the cool little reverses that they did with each other, you know, the cunning spots I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, this match is just average. It's all right, I guess. I didn't even think it was average. I mean, there was there were some points where it felt like. Like they were trying to go a little faster, but couldn't keep up with each other. Okay, I'll say this: this was the best match out of the last like three matches. Out of the first match, that la- the last three matches. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not the first three matches. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. Um, this is so the best then... of the shittiest. <laughs> Mike Tanay, he's backstage with uh, with the mas- the new mascot for City Wrestling Radio. I just have to find this picture of him every time. Macho man wearing his black and orange and, and silver, but we're not going to count the silver. We don't need to count. count. And there's silver because technically in our logo. There's a microphone, yes. you know, mm-hmm. there's silver in a microphone. See silver <laughs> pulling the curtain back. Um, <laughs> so macho man's doing this like giveaway thing with slim Jim where you win a monster truck. And oh, wait, we later on, we find out that it's not a monster truck. It's a street legal truck. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> yeah, hear they that. Me- <laughs> they mentioned it during the main event. Oh, oh my God. So, uh, somebody's going to win that thing. <laughs> and what do you mean? Yeah, somebody won it. Somebody won that monster truck. And then Tony Schwani goes, we just got news from the producers backstage that it's actually a street legal monster truck. Oh, not man. this exact truck you see here. If I was Joan McCulloch. Of Romulus, Michigan, I would have been pissed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so this sorry. is a Macho Man pickup truck. This is the second best segment of this is the second best thing on the show. I'm sorry, it fucking is. This is incredible. Oh my god. I love Macho Man to death for this. So he is just, he's like, oh yeah. Can't even do the voice. Yeah. He's just like, I'm gonna pick the winner of the Slim Jim uh, Ooh Snap It To It contest. Uh, and uh, I may sound like fucking Triple H now, but uh, he goes and he like pulls the top off this Slim Jim. He's like, I broke it. <laughs> He's so excited. He's like, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tanay's like, yeah, you did. 
But let me let everyone know the winner of this contest is sub is subject to like a legal form pending da 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 like all the legal stuff that he has to go through. Yeah. And uh, I love how Macho Man's like, congratulations to the winner and to the losers. I'm very sorry. I'm trying to be copacetic in a political year. <laughs> I, like, Dude, I love Macho Man. Had me. Copacet- he taught me a new word, copacetic. Yeah. Didn't know what that meant, but now I do. <laughs> uh, Randy snaps into the Slim Jim. Mike Tanay reads the legal mumbo jumbo. Joan McCallick of Romulus, Michigan. It- I was trying to find her. I was going to try to ask her some questions about the truck. But... <laughs> uh, did you ever get it? Was it street legal? I, I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't find anything on her. Um, mm. Feel like she'd be older. Oh, it was a made-up name. Uh, they worked us. We are then informed that we can get live audio of the show, the podcast version of Halloween Havoc yeah. 96. You know what? I wish we could find that and like somehow accompany it with this. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. Because man, but, I, I but wanna... did you get did you get the uh guest uh the guest host, the guest star? Jericho? A young Tony Khan topping away at the keyboard. That was not <laughs> I was like, there's this guy, so we're informed that we get the internet. They keep saying the internet. It's on mm-hmm. the internet. If you go check us out on our web address, you can go there and uh, listen to the show. It's the first time we've done a simulcast. Go to CompuServe, chat room number nine. I'm <laughs> like, oh my God. Chat room number nine? Like, mm-hmm. reminding me of the days when I would like go to Yahoo and like chat room and da 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 and like sports, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So. And they said they're um, they're WCWWrestling.com, but they, they made sure, like nowadays, you just hear, you know, WCW.com. Yeah. Back then it was www.4slashflourishslashwcwwrestling.com. I was hoping Dusty would be like, then maybe go to HTTP slash slash two dots, www.wcwwrestling.com slash Dusty Rhodes slash Halloween Havoc slash underscore 1996 underscore <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're on the internet. And I love how Jericho's talking to the guy. He's like, oh, yeah, it's great. And the guy's just like, like yeah. he keeps looking at the camera. It's... No, and, but he did do one of those. Jeff and Berkeley asked, how do you feel tonight? Yeah. He's like, oh, how do I feel? I feel great. I'm Chris Jericho. I just started, I just debuted here. It's great. <laughs> Uh, then we get Mike Tanay is now with uh, Dean Malenko. And Dean is ready to take on all comers. So there you go. Oh my God. He was, look, I love Dean. Great fucking talent. Yeah. But good God Almighty, he was born on a microphone. <laughs> no offense, Dean. Man of uh, a thousand holds, but. <sighs> well, that, that's, a, that's the way Daniel Bryan fixed it. When Daniel Bryan just said, Daniel Bryan just, or sorry, Bryan Danielson now just says, shut the fuck up. Let's wrestle. You know what I mean? That's what you should have said. Yeah, I'm not here to talk. Shut the fuck up. Let's go wrestle. Uh, Ted DiBiase is with the not U.S. champion, the Giant, and uh, D- DiBiase. I'll give it to him. I mean, I didn't write down his promo, but it was good. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He talks about how WCW is uh, here to take over, and we've already taken Flair's belt. He goes, Jarrett, you're dumb for taking Flair's place in this match tonight. Um, then Giant uh goes on to say something about how everybody goes to the glue factory and i was like holy shit Man, wow Damn. wow you're like he's gonna get fucking arn anderson on his ass and pull out his glock <laughs> yeah Ugh. so the Put comment down, you know, well let's talk about your unibrow there paul <laughs> it's funny how big show is just like he's probably like 19 years old you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, the commentators go on how big show stole the u.s title from flair uh, but Nick Patrick is like holding it up like it's a title match. 
So it's more. Mm-hmm. And he's, Tony Schiavone's like, it's not a U.S. title match. God. Will somebody yeah, tell he's, him? He was so upset. <sighs> it's not fair. He's like, Sting has been working hard to get that title shot. And he doesn't have it. Uh, I love Tony Schiavone. I do. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. making No, and this brings guy. up the fact that I remember uh, maybe a couple pay-per-views ago, uh, retro reviews ago, I said that uh, Ric Flair should never be U.S. champion. Well, oh, there was, you go. You said Intercontinental, I think. But, yeah, Intercontinental. We were, ta- yeah, we were talking about the WWE one. Chasing, yeah, he, he should never be chasing something other than the world title. And here he is, U.S. champion, you know, defending and getting it stolen and shit. Yeah, so Big Show versus Jeff Jarrett. Ah, uh, the Giants. <clears throat> I wrote down Big Show. Oh my God! Uh, Who, who's this Big Show? You speak. I of? love how I write big, like giant, into the uh, into the notes, but actually at the title, I write Big Show. Uh, the Giant versus Jeff Jarrett. It went nine minutes and fifty five seconds. I didn't tell you the times for the other matches, but you saw them on the screen. Yes. So there you go. Uh, this was a classic big man little man match with a fiery baby face, but the fiery baby face is fucking Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Like I and... can never get into him. Yeah, and I don't think he was ever a baby face. In the whole he was in this match, this, slap nuts. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, how? I, but I mean, because he was facing the NWO. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like it was Jeff Jarrett. You didn't. Nobody wanted to cheer for him. No. Like not even. Flair you were wanted forced to cheer for Big Show. I mean, uh, sorry. Well, no, no, you. Yeah, but like you were. That's Who what I'm saying. More at this point. Well, I don't hate Big or Giant. No, at no, all. I'm saying you know, uh, I'm saying not uh, as a character like the. Um, we're talking oh, Jared. Jared. Yeah, exactly. Far Who do you more. hate more? Jared. So you're going to be like, let's go giant. Yeah. His ass. Tired of this, this uh, chest Ray Mysterio mask wearing guy. Uh, yeah, man. It's just really, you don't want to cheer for a guy who's like wearing straps over his nipples. It's just, yeah. I mean, you can if you want. It's just, I don't know, man. It's you just should do it look. back in the 80s where you belong. It's just weird look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and also, the giant is booked as like this dumb bumbling giant too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you get knocked. Like, he was supposedly uh, at this, at this point still, he was supposedly um, under the giant son, illegitimate son. Oh yeah. I remember that. That was dumb. Yeah. Cause but you they know, did, they're they both really, tall. <laughs> they did a really cool interview. One it's like time, saying me and Lance know? Bass are brothers. Are yeah. we? <laughs> they did an interview with a whole NWO. And uh, Scott Hall, like, broke character and looked at uh, Paul White and was like, hey, are you really the giant son? <laughs> and you see Paul, like, shut the fuck up. Shut up, shut up. That was like, yeah, that was like, I love how wrestlers, like, try to keep people, like, quiet about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could say that. I this saw on the Nitro. I saw WCW, uh, I, not WCW, but I saw Daniel Garcia at an indie show. And mm-hmm. somebody was chanting, AEW, because he just started wrestling at AEW for Dark. And mm-hmm. he looks and he looked back and he was like, Shh. Yeah. yeah. And then he sighed like three weeks later. So I'm yeah. like, I get it. Like, I get it. It's funny, mm-hmm. but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jared, oh, Flair comes out ringside. Jared attempts. Oh, so Flair comes out to ringside. I have a question now. Why do they dub Flair's song in WWE shows, but they don't dub it in WCW shows? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Why do they do this? It just it. 
I was listening because it was like that was Ric Flair's song. I was like, okay, that's his old school WCW song. Yeah. And I know it's a little different in WWE, but yeah, they had like a different drum break on it or something. But still, that's just the fucking song. Uh, Jarrett attempts a headlock, but the giant easily tosses Jarrett. Giant playing the big dumb slow giant. Jarrett was able to lock in a headlock, but Giant slams Jarrett to the corner. Giant hits a big boot, backbreaker to Jarrett. Flair goes all Leo Rush and begins yelling, kick his NWOS. I was trying to see where you're going with the Leo Rush thing, but now I remember. Oh, my God. So annoying as was this. This was super annoying. And, you know, I'm starting to think that was Leo Rush's idea because I think he did it. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. Mm -hmm. But I think he uh, I think he did it when like in. No, I guess he didn't do it yet. He's just cheering on Dante Martin being like annoying. But it's this close to him getting on a mic and going, Dante, Dante. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just. Uh, giant just beating down on Jarrett, and I just feel like this match should just end already, but it doesn't. It continues. Jarrett goes for a power slam on the giant. Ah, come on. But the giant collapses onto Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett begins a slight comeback, hits a double axe handle, and a crossbody, knocking Giant down. Uh, the two battle on the outside, and Jarrett goes for a figure four, but Giant just reaches over, picks up Jarrett by the throat, and begins to choke slam him. But Flair sneaks up from behind and hits Giant with a low blow. And that's your DQ win. So there you go. You know, there, there was just one impressive move that I got kicked out of, and that's his drop kick before they go outside by Jeff Jarrett. He yeah. got ups. He got up there on, on the Giant. Yeah. Nice looking drop kick. But other than that, there were no highlights. Well, it's a fiery baby face, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Everyone was How come the horsemen for some strange reason? Well, they they want to, it's the Giants, the NWO. They got to, you know, which, you it's know, too- it's like, I don't know. I, I still, I am, to, I'm to this day, it should have came to the end before the Wolfpack. It should have ended before the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack yeah. should have, and if the Wolfpack did exist, it should have been like a year later with some members being like, hey, these guys are hanging out. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, like, hey, baby, we're back. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, do it like a movie, not like a television show. Yeah, and remember Scott Hall was all about saying we're putting the band back together? Well, bro. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> you, recently? You literally never. No, this is back then. Oh. Around, you know, around when they started like, declining. And I think when they did well, after the Wolfpack thing, I think. So the NWO never really broke up, broke up. You know, they okay. were always a thing. I think, I think there's a secret society in wrestling. I really <laughs> fucking do, dude. Like, if you look, okay. I think it's like the secret stable. Like, I don't even know if it started with Hall, Nash, Sean, and Triple H, but, like, look at, like, like, Triple H is a made fucking man, dude. Mm -hmm. Made. And, like, then you see nowadays, like, there's everyone's still doing the too sweet. Why did the Bullet Club start doing the too sweet? Mm -hmm. Why did, like, and I know people can say, well, it's because... Like they were an offshoot of NWO Japan, and like they got the they got no, dude, no. Like I'm, well, I know Eric I'm complete- Bischoff got the whole NWO idea from Japan. What was the group that got it from? It wasn't NWO though, right? No, no. It was like a different, a, a different group. But there was eventually an NWO Japan. Yeah, eventually. But yeah. Eric Bischoff got this idea of some major. Was it face- the Great Muda in NWO Japan? Didn't he have like the NWO yeah. face paint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is after the fact. 
So that's my conspiracy theory for the the month. Like I think there's a secret wrestling society stable that continue. I think Balor's involved. AJ, Kenny, the Bucks, anybody who is like anybody in wrestling, because it's all top competitors like that. You know. You think that's why Scott Steiner's so bitter? That could be. He was never <laughs> brought never into, let me in. And look at where Scott Steiner is compared yeah, to where we, where is HBK? He's running NXT pretty much as like the top guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, there's still mm-hmm. Vince and Pritchard, but he's pretty much running the show. Yeah. So I don't know. I want I want to get some people to talk. I want some people on the show to start talking conspiracy theories about Let's wrestling. Let's go. Uh, where, where was I? Okay. So CWR and on. Yeah. <laughs> conspiracy wrestling radio. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> the horsemen run down to the ring for backup, and that was that. So then Ted DiBiase is with six. Six. Six six Pac because you know they drink beers. Oh, I thought it was because of Tupac. Yeah, that too. Oh. So listen, baby, six Pac <laughs> is there. He's with Ted DiBiase. And this is when I realized that they have their own entrance. Like I thought they were just up there for a moment. Mm-hmm. But this is like this like the dedicated NWO entrance. Yeah, see, which is what from the doing fr- right now is they're spitballing things to make how do we make NWO different? Okay, we'll make them come out from a different place. Well, this is when they were booked like they were going to be an actual organization. Yeah. Because like they would be, there'd be times where it's like this, this was like, uh, overseen by the NWO as well. Like what? Why would, yeah. you know what? Why was it approved by the NWO? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So were they, were they doing the black and white promos here? Yeah, they were right. Not, not in this show, but they, were, the they show. were doing those. They were doing those already. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so six is with six is, Facing Chris Jericho, this match went about nine minutes and 49 seconds. This was a good match, but these two are, at I felt, still at the precipice. Precipice? I'm sure. saying yeah. it wrong, but whatever. Uh, of their career, because like they are just about to hit the upper echelon. Because like, they really, once Six goes back and becomes X-Pac, his career takes off. Like He's with, the, he's with DX. He's taken care of. He's in that secret organization. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess he, I guess he was considered little buddy here, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, he was considered like that in WWE or WWF as well, but he was also given titles and, you know. Yeah, he was European champion, cruiserweight champion, light heavyweight champion. Light heavyweight. Uh, did, did he get the IC? Maybe eventually he did. I can't yeah. remember. Um, and then also Jericho, once he goes to WWF, he... Well, I know he, he like really comes into his own in WCW and has like, you know, the thousand and one moves of Jericho. He mm-hmm. has Ralphus, you know, all these mm-hmm. great things. Mm-hmm. But once he hits WWF, he interrupts The Rock. Like that was his debut. You know what I mean? Yeah. But remember, after that, they knocked him down a peg or two because he was too comical. To, but uh, where, yeah. who was the first undisputed champion? Yeah, you're right. You're Always right. go eventually, back. To eventually he, yeah. But he had to climb up through the ranks. So now would you, we would. In years past, we would probably say that uh, Chris Jericho was a WCW guy, but n- up until recent history, he was a WWE guy all the way. Yeah, and now he's just—he's just—he's broken away from all of it. All of it, yeah. Uh, and then you-, you can't even staple AEW guy either because he's not—he's yeah. not what he is, but he's not the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you ever hear the story of Vince that, that night when he won the undisputed title? He's like, I, I think I did, but go ahead, remind me. When he's like, uh, uh, he, he said something like, right to Jericho, you know how you know when you know this company's going down the shitter. 
when we put the titles on Jericho. Yeah. And Jericho's yeah. like, wait, what? Hey. Uh, well, no, that's like when he found out he was yeah. winning the titles. And that's like, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I'm messing with you. Uh, buddy, I'm messing with you. <laughs> Just Josh. Uh, Jericho comes out to like a pisky, uh, Pixies-esque song. Do you know the Pixies? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like a alternative song he came out to. Yeah, Jericho always had that and like a Nirvana entrance like after this. Yeah. Remember that? That along with well, DDP. DDP had like that uh <laughs> that was like Teen Spirit. The blatant ripoff. Yeah. It was like so. Mm-hmm. Uh so these two go back and forth flying around the ring. Jericho jumps on the turnbuckle and is drop kicked off by six. They battle on the outside. They get back in the ring, and Six is stomping away on Jericho. We get hard chops, kicks, and a spinning heel kick to Jericho in the corner. That's whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pump the brakes really fast just for a second. Yeah, put a pin on that one so you don't lose your, your space. If Nick Patrick is hurt, what's he doing refereeing another match? Well, he's got a, he, you know, he's got a nip ring. and holds him together. Bro, take a, take a sick day. Yeah, I just don't get how like he can do that many heel things. Like mm-hmm. It's one thing. To do it over a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, in this one NWO match, he did this. In this one NWO match, he did that. But then he's doing it for all the heels tonight. Dude, he was like in every other match. And like, like you thought, you think like his boss would have came up to him backstage and was like, hey, Nick, um, I need to have a seat for a second. Thanks. You want, <laughs> you you know, want something you, to drink? You, want drink? you know, signs your checks. Yeah, exactly. WCW signs your checks. Yeah. He's like, no. Well, he's like, looks like fucking Kenny Powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, Conan, and uh, Big Bubba. I don't even know who the fuck that is. And I didn't know Conan was a part of the Dungeon of Doom, which is... Big Bubba is uh, Roy Trailer. Oh, yeah, thanks. Don't know who that is either. Uh, it's the Big Boss Man. Was that the Big Boss Man? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Jericho mounts a comeback with a spinning heel kick himself. Springboard dive to six on the outside. We had a really... A familiar-looking spot nowadays, a back elbow off the top row, mm-hmm. Judas Effect-esque. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jericho charges towards Six, but is uh, slammed into the turnbuckle. Dropkick to Six as he's coming off the top turnbuckle. We get a lion salt to Six, but uh, which resulted in a one count because it's Nick Patrick. Got uh, there way too late. <sighs> Jericho got Six down with a springboard crossbody. Patrick fucks over Jericho yet again with another slow count. Uh, Jericho gets in Patrick's face. Six. I think he even grabbed his neck, right? Yeah. He's like, one, two. Oh. Six hits a spinning heel kick and the pin and the win. That was uh, a what? Nut. Yeah. So that's Six's uh, finisher is a spinning heel kick. Yay. I don't even like the super kick. I don't know. I guess the super kick sold. I don't know. It looks better. A spinning kick looks like, you know, I mean. Uh, like a move that everybody not, not- does. And, and all the divas do. Mm. You know, most most divas that don't know how to wrestle much, their spinning kick is like, like that's Lana's move. Yeah. Uh, I guess nowadays, that? but I'm thinking of like back in that day, I was like, I would not see fucking Terry do that. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Reynolds. Spinning mm-hmm. kick. I would be like, damn, Terry, you go, girl. Oh, but you, you know who trained? did do it is, uh, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Miss Hancock. What's her name? Oh, uh, Stacey, Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Jericho is about to attack Nick Patrick, but he gets away helping six to the back. Uh, this match was okay. There were brief moments of it being good, but in the end, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, but the heel ref spot with no payoff, um, I know the payoff's later, 
But mm. uh, if you're going to do this, then have Jericho get his hands on Patrick. I don't know. I felt like he should have been tortured a little bit more. Mm. Like Patrick is taking the beatings for the NWO and is still siding with them in the end. You know, making makes him look like a bigger dummy. Like if he's still yeah. helping them, but gets beat up by Jericho, you know what I mean? Like that makes him look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like why yeah. would you take all the NWO beatings when you're just Nick Patrick? You know? But they're like so cool, man. They're the next big thing. I want a black and white T-shirt too. He already has a black and white T-shirt. It's called a ref's shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think uh, WCW wore blue. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, still, still. So I'm then, sure uh, he has one of his rookie ones in the, in the closet somewhere. Oh, boy. And this is when the show gets sad. We get a disheveled Lex Luger <laughs> with uh -huh. Mike Tanay. And oh, I man. know what you're going to say, but real quick, his hair looks straight up like Tetsuya Naito's hair. Like, it's oh, all, God. like, fuzzy and frilly. Uh -huh. Like, I was hoping he'd just be, like, tranquilo. I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, he teased it, and he dyed it to the point that it's just almost dead. Like, you can see that is dead hair. And he is, uh, he is hyped. I will say that. I will say he's about as hyped as Mojo Raleigh is. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. But nonetheless, I'm not MJF. I'm not here to point fingers and make fun of people's addictions. Uh, I'm here to talk about Art Anderson versus Lex Luger. Oh, hold on. Before I get to that, though, and I was talking about this promo. Lex Luger is the most WWF wrestler ever. Because he goes, like, he is, like, the perfect WWF wrestler. Because he goes out there and he says all these, like, <laughs> big words that mean nothing. Until he gets to WWF and he fails miserably. But go, go ahead. But, no, he was in WWF. <laughs> yeah. Like, he yeah. was there before totally. this. He, yes. didn't go, he didn't go back. Uh, hold no. on. No, he didn't before go back. Before this? He, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because he made his, uh, his re-debut in WCW at the first Nitro. But he right. was like a, he was a, he was, uh, he came up in WWF. No, he came up in WCW, NWA, WCW. Okay, well, whatever. He started there, then he moved to uh, WWF. Whatever, I could see when Vince then, loved him. Yeah, I'm saying. and then, yeah, totally. He's, he's totally made for WWF. I mean, unless you give him a stupid uh, gimmick like the narcissist or make him, the, you know, the great American Lex Luger. That was all Vince. I think that's just how Vince saw himself. Vince was living vicariously through... Um, his guys Luger well, oh yeah not so much nowadays but back in the day it was him more Luger I don't know yeah well who came first the narcissist or the all-american guy I think the narcissist did yeah I think you're right because uh all-american well, yeah narcissist was early 90s and all-american was when he was going against Yokozuna on the that was pretty cool the Lexus Express yeah that's something we got to review <laughs> Uh, so Arn Anderson versus Lex Luger a match that took about 12 minutes and 22 seconds. So no Glocks needed in this match. Arn Anderson's going to solve it with his bare hands because Arn goes for a lockup, uh, kicks Luger in the gut to continue the beatdown. Arn whips Luger into the corner while turning his back to Luger. This prompts Luger to intensely pose in front of Arn. Because... Nah, I hate that. That's like the taunt <sighs> of a video game. I yeah, never he... understood why that button was there. Well... Yeah, I think like if you do it, like it, your your special meter goes up a little bit, but well, okay. Um, never had a need for that. I just use a drop kick. <laughs> no, I just play the custom matches where you put your all your specials at five. There you go. <laughs> Start at five, opponent at zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luger begins striking on Arn to a press slam. Luger knocks Arn to the outside. Arn is grasping his legs as or his leg as he comes down. Back in the ring, we get a power slam to Arn. 
Uh, Sullivan, Conan, and Big Bubba are cheering Luger on ringside, not for the love of Luger, but because the Dungeon of Doom hates the Four Horsemen. At one point, sure, okay, heels versus heels again. Again, it, it's all he. That's the thing. Is like it's all heels in WCW. Like, yeah. and that's why, like, they the fans were desperate to like somebody at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get this cool faction who's like, "Yo, we don't care. We're different." Hey, yo. Which I'll give it. The outsiders were pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hogan's a fucking. Except when they wrestled. But okay. Mm, yeah. At one point, uh, Dusty goes on to talk about how Lex Luger. He's like, he talks about him. He's like, he's going to rack on. He's like, he's going to rack. And when are you going to rack him on? When are you going to do it? When are you going to put him in the rack? And that's when Shivani begins kind of says the, almost the same thing. He goes on to say like, he goes, well, we don't know when Lex Luger is going to get that torture rack in, you know, because he doesn't know. And Dusty <laughs> replies, he goes, is there a parakeet in here or something? Because you just <laughs> oh repeated God. what I said. <laughs> That's hilarious. And Tony Tony Shivani repeats like replies. He goes, he goes, yeah, there's a parakeet, and he's a bigot. What? What the fuck was that? Where did that come from? I know. Holy That's shit. what I'm talking about, though. Like, I know he just pro- the word bigot is probably thrown around a little bit looser back in the '90s. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe somebody it called. Didn't carry the weight. Maybe somebody called Dusty a bigot, and he's like, "No, sir, I'm not a bigot." And Shivani was just like ribbing him a little bit. Yeah. But I, I did kind of hear a chuckle out of somebody. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Heenan. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it was one of the most shocking moments of the night. I will say wow. that. <laughs> it wasn't the most shocking moment of of, right of people shooting from the hip, but yeah. You know. Arn, my head. Arn catches Luger with a back elbow, but is quickly crotched on the top turnbuckle, leaving Arn hanging from the top. Luger begins stomping down on Arn. We get a spine buster come back to Luger. Arn goes for a DDT, but Luger holds onto the ropes. Luger mounts a comeback. Luger stops himself from bumping into the ref, but it doesn't matter because Arn just pushes him into the ref anyways. Arn goes for a chair shot on the outside, but Luger dodges. Uh, Arn is catapulted into the ring post. Luger grabs a chair and begins beating down on Arn on the outside. And it's just like the entire night. It's just n- rules don't fucking matter, man. Yeah, yeah. And it, why do fan? Why do fans care more about rules than like the wrestlers and the yeah, companies? And, and you know what? You know what's funny is that Ric Flair gets DQ'd for giving a nut shot to. Um, Oh yeah, to, say, to big sh- to the giant, yeah, yeah, to the giant. But right here we get a DQ over. Yeah, uh, we get back in the ring. Luger applies the torture rack, and he gets the submission win. So it's really funny because he locks in the torture rack, and it just looks really weird because he has mm-hmm. Arn up there, but he's like bouncing. But he looks like he's like just an uncoordinated old white man twer- trying to twerk. Like he's just like, <laughs> ah, ah. and the ref's yeah. like, stop it. Don't twerk. Don't twerk, Luger. And he's like, I'm going to twerk. Ah. So oh my God. Uh, this match was good. I will say that, but I didn't feel like, and there wasn't any heat behind it. Like it was like a cold cheeseburger. Like, did I like it? Yeah. I like cold. I like cheeseburgers no matter what. Give me a cheeseburger. Oh, here's where we get the heat. It's because of the storyline behind this match was that Arn Anderson and the Four Horsemen teamed up or reunited with Lex Luger because Lex Luger used to be a Four Horseman himself back in the day. 
they reunited in a match against NWO, maybe in last week's Nitro or maybe the pay-per-view before this one. And something happened where Lex ate the pin, but he didn't give up. That's what uh, Tony Schiavone was talking about. Well, he didn't give up. He didn't give up. He well, you don't have to pin, give up. If, he, didn't if give you up. get pinned, you don't need to give up. So. And uh, Arn was accusing him like of I... lying down or giving up or not trying enough or you know not being into it enough. So Lex took Arn offense. Arn is a grumpy man, he, yeah. Yeah, Lex took offense, put on his best aqua net, and they went out to wrestle. Okay. So after the match, Luger weirdly keeps the rack. Like I said, held in. He looks like he's bouncing up and down like an old white man twerking. Uh, we get a WCW hotline promo with Lee Marshall. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you have to call this hotline. Why? Because Sting has been missing for a while. If you call this 900 number, it's you will Sting. find out what is Sting doing? What's happening with Sting? Where is he? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, this is Sting. Um... I just been chilling, uh, getting some nachos. Uh, went to, I went to go see uh, uh, Speed last week. Have you guys seen Speed with Sandra oh Bullock? God. It's a great movie. Uh, Sandy's a great actress. Oh. <laughs> Did I miss anything? What's going on? Yeah, no. And I think at this point, I think Sting hasn't gone full face paint. I think he's rocking the eyes though, like the old Sting makeup. No, I don't think he is in yet. black and white. I don't think he is yet. I think we're still waiting for that. Like that was it the warrior esque makeup where it just like comes down to like here. Yeah, that's the classic Sting. Sting used to just do the eyeballs and the cheeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, he never white. went full on. Yeah. yeah. Or he had the short hair. It was like still short hair. Yeah. Yeah. But the cool thing was he's he at home growing. He's blonde. He already grew out the blonde. Yeah. 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 It looks weird, though. Uh, we I get, loved it. I love that look. We get Mang and the Barbarian, the Faces of Fear versus the other two members of the Four Horsemen. Mongo uh, McMichael okay. and Chris Benoit, which this match of all Chris Benoit matches, it's just uh, to see Nancy out there is just... Yeah, uh, it's just I just I just it, it hit me a little harder this time. Uh, Debra- yes, it, and you know what? It, and also having uh, Kevin Sullivan in the crowd too. Well, it's like, like that whole day. angle is going on right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Ah, like there's a reason why he's so pissed off in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. and Conan, bring him over here. Bring him over here. Yeah, uh, this match went about nine minutes and twenty three seconds. Mongo and Mang start the match. Uh, multiple shoulder tackles. They go back and forth. It. I don't know. This is you one see of those... the uh, big brain on Tony Schiavone. What's that? Did you hear it? What? He was like, uh, you know, back in the day, you could only do one save. Oh uh, yeah. That... If you do two, you be disqualified. But nope. that's allowed now. The old Crockett rules, right? Or no, was it? Was it the Crockett rules, or was it might it... have even been before that? No, no. Who was um? Who was in charge of WCW? Jim Hurd. No. Anyways. Crockett. There's there's uh, another name that's synonymous with WCW in the late eighties, early nineties. Uh, uh, um anyways. Um <clears throat> Benoit has uh, has control until he headbutts Barb, which is short for the barbarian. I'm just gonna call him Barb here. Okay. Uh, don't headbutt Barb because Barb has a very strong head because, you know, they're what, Tongan wrestlers in the nineties, so of course mm-hmm. their heads are made of steel, apparently. Yeah. Uh, they begin to isolate Mongo. Benoit tags in, uh, but uh, faces of fear keep in control. Barb and Ben go. Uh, Barb hits Ben with a super belly to belly, double falling headbutts to uh, by the faces of fear to Benoit. Very cool. We get a suplex smash combo to Benoit by the faces of fear. Refs back is turned and Mongo hits Mang with the Halliburton, the metal briefcase, which I I, I totally remember that. And I was like, what the fuck's a Halliburton? 
Yeah, it's just the name. It was a brand, right? It's a brand, right? Was that the I same? Guess. Was that the Was that the same Halliburton that Dick Cheney uh, uh, owned or whatever? Maybe. I mean, you know, the weapons grade suitcase. I guess that's true. Uh, flying headbutt to Mang by. I always wanted one. Mm-hmm. I always wanted one. Uh, we get a flying headbutt to Mang by Benoit, and uh, he gets the pin in the win. After the match, the faces of fear beat down on the horsemen. And all, by the way, Arndt has been uh, taken to the local medical facility, <clears throat> and Jarrett and Rick went with him. So it just leaves Mongo and Benoit and the two ladies at ringside. Yeah. Uh, faces of fear beat down on the horsemen. Conan and the Dungeon of, the Dungeon of Doom go after woman, which is Nancy. If you're not familiar with Nancy Benoit's mm-hmm. name, her name was woman back in the day. <clears throat> Some people younger, they don't they don't know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so- she was given a horrid name. I, I wouldn't have accepted that. Yeah. Woman. Woman. Uh, Sullivan and Nancy come face to face. And if you don't know, they were also an item at the time to- or before this. And something happened, and she ended up with Benoit. So, hmm. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, it's. I, oh God, I don't even want to fucking. It's just. It's bad. Like seeing her, like like she's being taken away from Benoit, and I'm just like, take her, take her, take her the fuck run, away. Run, 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 Kevin. Like just. Just don't look back. I say no. Don't hold somebody against their will. But like, yeah, no. But Kevin Sullivan, apologize. Whatever you did, it, <laughs> please apologize, Kevin Sullivan. Come on, you can change his. Say thing. you'll do. Just go do yoga with her. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that and big of a deal. I know. I'm making light of a terrible, horrible situation. Um, it's just it's hard to watch as I use comedy as a defense mechanism. Or a, I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you at 100. No, no, I know. Right? I'm telling you. I'm telling. Our friend Tony, or Tony Khan, who's watching at home, is probably disgusted with me right now. Uh, I love how Heenan, though, po- uh, points out, though, that Sullivan's wearing a blue medical wristband. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, <laughs> he just got out of the state asylum. Yeah. He's crazy. So, no, that's just a friendship bracelet he got from somewhere. Well, it was a medical bracelet. It <laughs> okay. obviously was. Like, it was one of those, like, I saw the little snap thing on it. Oh, the white, the little white mm-hmm. clip that came up there. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, it was, like, big in one part, and then it got smaller and white little. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, Going back to Arn Anderson, do you think this is how they explained uh, the freeze, the freezer he got into his hand? Because he was like holding his hand to his chest, kind of like, uh. Wait, he a freezer? What are you talking? Because you know, freezer. I'm making up words as we go along. Yeah, English yeah. is my second language. But you know how his hand is kind of like stuck in club mode, like he's about to... like he can't he can't open his fingers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you if you look at him and uh, AW right now, one of his hands are, are fucking it's a paw, and the other one is more like a club. Mm. And he can't open it, and he's like, "Hey, I'll sh- I'll show you." Yeah, yeah. And it looked like the, you know it, it has to be you know some type of nerve damage that he has, yeah. um, or damage to the brain that affects that nerve. Anyway, I'm thinking this is. The, I will like, say he, this though: he was like, diagnosed and it was coming on. You know who was he? Fa- who was he facing that? Who was Arn facing in that match? Lex. Oh, Lex. Yeah, I'll just say this. Like, and I know they just. It's just like look at how. Arn is nowadays compared to Luger, and it's just like Arn really did was like, you know, I don't know, I don't even know if Arn was a partier back in the day. I could see him drinking some, I could mm-hmm. see, I could see Arn drinking, drinking, but um, no, I could see him going. You know something, Rick? I've had enough. I'm going back to the hotel. If you want to come with me, come with me. But you gonna get yeah? He, he'd have his he like he'd get too drunk. He's like, well, my night's done. I'm gonna go home. He'd have his like, he'd stop at like the liquor store and buy like. A pack of donuts or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> Secretly, yeah. like, Arn, you buying donuts again? You drunk eating donuts? Well, you know me. What? <laughs> if uh, I hang with Rick, I need my donuts. 
Uh, a lot of powdered covered donuts in the 80s, huh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> God, I am just like, everyday MJF over here. Uh, then we get <laughs> the Outsiders versus Harlem Heat, but Harlem Heat is accompanied by Sherry and Colonel Parker. I'm surprised I remembered his name before. That makes zero sense. Why would a team from Harlem? Okay, it makes sense. You know, Money. Sherry, Money. she's been known to, you know, figure out who, who to manage. But to, you know, hang out with Colonel Sanders? I don't get it. Money. What's the? Money, money, uh, money. I guess. But the money. guy wears the same suit all the time. How's he got money? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. I hear you. Uh, so Hall and Nash, they fucking look like a million bucks. They do. They like, do. They do. They uh, do. And they, they're cool as shit at this point. They come out to they're the, the ring. And Harlem Heat come out to the ring. And I don't know if this is the first time I've noticed this. But either this ring is smaller than a regular ring, like a lot smaller, or these guys dwarfed the ring. WCW rings are infamously smaller than WWE. But I didn't notice it with like Malenko and Ray. But because they're like five two. Exactly. But with and you have everybody in WWF, they're all six foot and above and three hundred pounds. Six like six five and above. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you have Stevie insane. Ray, Booker T. Booker T is a fucking. He's like six foot three. You know, I've met him before. Hall, I, oh, okay. uh, uh, Hall is like, I think Hall is like deviously tall, like or deceptively, yeah. deceptively tall. Yeah, he's no, also he, deviously he, tall. He towers over Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and uh, and Stevie Ray. So, I and think Stevie Ray is taller than Booker T. Yeah, exactly. And so, Meteor. Yeah, Meteor. Booker T, who's six foot three, is probably the smallest guy here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hall and Nash grab the belts from the ref before the bell rings to pose with them. Usually a sign uh, signaling that it's bad luck for them and they're not going to win the titles, but they're being pushed to the fucking moon. So Yeah, and you know what? The, the Harlem Heat should actually get uh, should be doing all the face facey moves. No, you know? they don't though. They're, the fu- nope, they're heels. They play Dude, super heels. They're super with heels. Colonel Parker. They're yeah, with Colonel yeah. Parker and Sherry. Like, Sherry, I could understand like, okay, like she, she could be a well. We're, uh, at this point, we're inventing the word tweener. You know, not a face, not a heel, tweener. And uh, that's what you know the outsiders are. That, you, that's what we're inventing nah, as we go. You have to be going somewhere to be a tweener. You can't stay a tweener. I just that's I don't know. It's just me. That's what I think. But nonetheless, um, Hall and Nash they post the belts. Booker and Hall start the match. Something happens in the crowd, and I feel bad for everybody in this match. Because everybody is just like. And there's like, there's a match going on. Everyone is just like, what's going on? Get him. Oh. They kicked him out. Yay. But dude, Wait, it, was, it was like what? five minutes. It was like five minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we go on. Sherry is just yelling shit ringside. Both men go back and forth in the ring. Hall knocked to the outside. Ray takes out Hall. Uh, Ray. Um, what? Oh, yeah. Stevie Ray. Uh, Stevie, I was like, Ray Mysterio's in this match. What the fuck? Uh, oh, shit. You know what just hit me? What? Um, while well, you hit the wall there, <laughs> I, I sparked a new one. Aren't Hall and Nash the invaders from WWF? Yeah. Why are they painted as faces? They're invading. They're the enemy. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, like, like WCW uh, has nothing but to go off of people like villains and let's push our villains as the faces. They were yeah. completely trying to do something completely different than what mm-hmm. anybody in wrestling at the time was trying to do. And they failed yeah, but, in the end. In the end, they failed. Yeah. Well, it, for thanks, a moment, they were doing good. But, thanks, Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Uh, the, using well, that stroke well, that had major. Uh, that's another show. 
Yeah. We should definitely do a conspiracy conspiracy theories. There you go. CWR. Uh, so let's see. CWR Ray and Hall, Ray, Stevie Ray and Hall are in the ring. Hall spits in the face of Stevie Ray as he tags in Nash. And that's just a big no, no. in the. it was, uh, it was gum. It was gum. Okay. Yeah. I saw it bounce. Like, well, eventually Stevie Ray spits back and there ain't no gum in that. <laughs> no gum. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Ray takes over beating down on Nash with some aggressive strikes in the corner. Sherry rakes the eyes of Nash. We get a gumbo or gumbo gu- combo gut punch into a scissor kick to Nash by heat. Heat are uh, beating down on Nash, kind of building the heat on him. Uh, Nash uh, battles back and gets the tag to Hall. Hall comes in with a head full of steam, striking Ray. Booker is tagged in. Nash takes a cheap shot on Booker, and the crowd cheers. I mean, I don't know. It was just like every time the NWO took cheap shots, the crowd cheered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, fans continue to cheer every time they uh, beat down on the heat. We do get a cool spot, though, where Booker... He comes off the ropes and, or he comes off the Irish into an off of an Irish whip uh, from the ropes. Booker uh, went for a crossbody, but Hall catches him and gave him a one-handed overhead press slam, which was really fucking cool. Hall and Booker are the are the champs here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, They're, they are. They are working. Yeah, Nash, Nash didn't do much in this match. Yeah, Stevie Ray is the you know known as the muscle of the group, but yeah, Booker and and Hall are just carrying this match. Uh, Booker and uh, Booker gave Hall a flying air kick, fly, <laughs> spinning heel kick. Uh, two exchange sleepers. The two men charge into the ropes and then bounce off each other's heads. Uh, that's when Booker gets a lukewarm tag to Stevie Ray, and I love this tag because <clears throat> let me just demonstrate it. So this is Stevie Ray's hand, and and this is um, Booker T's hand. Booker T's hand's like over here. And he's still <laughs> crawling towards the corner. And Stevie Ray's like, hey, tag me. You can't reach me. Oh, God, you can't. Come just fucking tag me, dude. And he tags him. Um, and then Ray uh, runs wild on both members of the Outsiders. Ray picks up Hall to throw him into Nash, which was a nice spot. We get a Harlem hangover to Hall, but the ref, instead, instead of counting the three count, he escorts Booker out of the ring. Nash uh, comes into the ring. So does Colonel Parker. And Colonel Parker looks like he's going to swing the cane at Nash, but then ends up handing it to him. And everyone points, oh. oh, I'm sorry, sir. I do declare I was making a mistake. He hands him the cane, and Nash beats him up with the uh, the cane. And uh, he gets... They go then, home and split a bucket of chicken, yeah. Yeah. Hall gets a pin and the win on Ray. And I believe this is the Outsiders' first... Um, WCW, tag title win, yeah, yeah. Tag title win. So mm-hmm. you're witness, you're witnessing history here. Us talk about their first title win. Wow, wow. I will say that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking at the time. I don't remember what I was fanboying over, but I'm pretty sure I was super NWO mark, and I was probably going for Hall and Nash the whole time. I mean, yeah. Today, when I saw, well, you know, not today, but when I saw this pay per view, I was totally a you know Harlem Heat fan. I'm trying to get these guys to shake uh, Colonel Sanders. And uh, defend the titles, but nope, it's inevitable, like Thanos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this this was a good solid tag match, but the finish was sloppy. And uh, but uh, whatever, it's not my fucking company. So yeah, and, and I'm glad it's not because I would have lost a bunch of money. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have peak midlife crisis Hulk Hogan here, or sorry, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Dude, Hogan doesn't fucking know who he is. 
He's yeah. skinny as fuck. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is. He's like he's paper thin. Well, uh, remember when he made his uh, return to WCW? Uh, I think it was at Bash the Beach. They had just gone through all that WWF uh, steroid trials. Yeah. Oh, that's when he was staying. Yeah. So well, he had to get off the stuff. Well, you know, you, we don't know what he was doing. Allegedly. Uh, so Hogan, the top heel of the company, uh, the, the leader of the new, the, the NWO, the cool, the keep it real stable, the, the guys who are like, Hey, we don't baby. No one promotes his new movies, three ninjas and Santa with muscles. Yeah. And that's where you got the headpiece from, right? The headpiece. Is that where you got yeah, it? From? He's wearing a flat top. Oh, I dude, I swear. No, I saw that. I know I saw it pulled off later, but I yeah. swear to God, I thought that was real for a moment. Like for a while, I thought I was like, "Whoa, Hogan, what are you doing, dude?" dude? Like, I, no, I thought I thought he had plugs. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, he got plugs!" Because it looked like you know how they're separate. There's huge gaps when someone gets plugs. Yeah. Holy crap! I didn't know that in the '90s, Hogan bit the bullet and got plugs. Um. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so Hogan apparently has this new catchphrase where he goes, "NW rules," and it's time for Hollywood. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh my god! Yeah, Hogan does. Like I said, he doesn't know what the fuck. The outsiders are like, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. Hogan. Yeah, no, dude. I was totally waiting for uh, him to go. Uh, NWO rules. WCW drools. Macho Man versus Hollywood Hogan. 18 minutes and 37 seconds. Michael Buffer is still making his introductions. This is really weird. So Hogan's coming down as his music's playing. Michael Buffer is doing his whole, let's get ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing Hogan's intro while they start playing Macho Man's music. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no. They turned down Macho Man's music, let Michael Buffer finish. But he never introduces Ma- Macho Man. That, dude, that was such disrespect. What? Like, people want to talk about the, Z- the Suzuki incident. Hey, hey refer yeah, back to the 96. Macho Man incident. Yeah. Uh, and it's also funny because he goes, this match has been sanctioned by the WCW, the NWO, <laughs> and the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I was like, yeah, oh this match is sanctioned by the NWO? When did they get fucking certified? Yeah, when did they be asked? WCW was like, no, fuck you guys. You guys are invading. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, it's the internet. Brand new tool. They got certified overnight. Yeah. Uh, it's weird having... <laughs> Thank you, WCWWrestling.com. Uh, Buffer is uh, so behind. Like I said, he has to stop. To, for Macho Man's music to play and for him to come out. Macho Man comes out and uh, he goes to the side of the ramp and introduces his Macho Man monster truck, which apparently nobody won earlier in the evening. Sorry, McCormick or whatever her name is. Like Katie McCat. I forgot, forgot her name. So, oh, you said Joan? Joan oh. McCulloch, I think. Was, of, of Romulus, Michigan. <laughs> uh, Star Trek? <laughs> why I don't think the person was fucking real. Yeah, even the town sounds fake. Uh, Savage tells Hogan to get rid of his uh, stooges and his bag handlers and get out of the ring. And uh, these two men are just reliving their fucking heyday. This is like one of the worst things about WCW is that they just like they're giving Hogan all his wins back and all his, you know, like any match he wants to redo from WWF back in the day. I don't day. even think he'd lost to Piper, man. I mean, to Macho Man. He's never lost to Macho Man. I mean, he probably did once. <sighs> Anyways, there's a lot of bullshit in the beginning of this match, and it's fucking nothing. There's nothing going on. No, you know what? Hogan has had a history of just disrespecting Macho Man, dude, left and right. And I'm not talking about, you know, personally, behind the scenes, professionally. Well, I mean, if you want to go listen to our retro review of WrestleMania 9, 
which we all know the incident, the Hogan Black Eye incident. Go check that out, that episode out, because we talk all about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in, in detail, and we did research, ladies and gentlemen. We actually did research for that one because that was a very <laughs> interesting story. Yeah, Hogan is wrestling in sunglasses. It's almost that, that was that was part of the gimmick, but that was yeah. you know it's all good. this match finally gets started like literally after about five minutes when Hogan gets a couple of strikes on Savage. Savage begins a comeback, uh, gives Hogan uh, the softest double axe handle off the top rope. Hogan is pleading with Mach. I, I don't ever get the Hogan pleading thing because it's mm-hmm. like. You're asking someone, you're in a match, like, give up then. Yeah. Turn no, around that, and tell the referee you quit. If you don't want me se- to hit you. Yeah. No, this classic 70s style heel. That's what the heels did in the 70s, maybe even the 60s. But, you know, Hogan was trained. But Hogan did 70s, it with, like, right? Ma- didn't Hogan do that with Andre? He did it with everyone. Okay, this is something I have written in my notes. I'm glad you touched on it. Heel or face, Hogan has the same wrestling moveset regardless oh yeah. yeah 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 he does that scratch to the back that's super heelish that he's been doing on everyone since god began earth um he he does all that talking and it's always shit talk it's never faces don't shit talk mm-hmm. you know what i mean not in the 80s not in the, not in the 90s um this is the worst it's gotten so yeah uh he just doesn't change. He's he is who he is, and he'll never change. Uh, so let's see. He is more mobile though. So, but you know who Hogan, 1996 Hogan, reminds me of? Hmm. Seth Rollins. <sighs> Fucking like, it's the exact same character. Hogan in 96 and Seth Rollins in 2021 are the same fucking guys. They both are cocky bastards. They say stupid shit. They're both super into themselves and mm-hmm. like they think they're faces. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because Hogan mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily go look over and go, fuck you fans. Bleh, you guys suck. He's like, no. you NWOites, I'm going to win for yeah. you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and Seth Rollins, he goes, oh, hold on, everyone. Don't worry. I'm going to give you what you want. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it could be said. Seth Rollins, Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, I think Hogan really believed it. I'm not too sure uh, Seth Rollins. Well, I don't does. know. The only history, the history books will tell. They, yeah, they will. <laughs> Come on, Colby. Mr. Lopez. Uh, Savage uh, kicks Hogan and pulls the wig off his head. Uh, they had me, like I said, they had me fooled for a while. Mm-hmm. Hogan tries to flee, but, Ho- but uh, Savage grabs Hogan and brings him back into the ring. Savage goes for a chair on Hogan like, in front of the ref, and nobody gives a shit. Oh, that was the softest, S-A-W-F-T, softest headshot. Ever committed yeah. by well, anyone ever? Well, who was it? What was talking about last night? The soft chair show. Hogan does get. Was it Hogan or was it Savage? Savage gave it to okay. Hogan. Maybe it was uh, wrestlers from the eighties didn't know how to do chair shots. They didn't lay into him. They were just like, "What? You want me to hit him in the head with this metal? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fucked up, dude." Yeah. No, he kind of just ran into him. Uh, so then Miss Elizabeth comes out to the ringside in literally the most Ooh. beautiful dress of nineteen ninety six. Frills. Good, frills, nice. frills, frills, frills. Uh, well, she's <laughs> her boobs are also just like pushed up to the top of her dress. So yeah, I mean, yeah. any any guy's gonna be like, oh, you look very pretty. But her dress yeah, is very and, nice too. I'll say that. And she has a long back. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, you know. <laughs> this is the 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 joke is from a, like a Jesus Amaro, one of my favorite podcasters, and now on uh, ATV. Anyway, um. Yeah, that long back, meaning there's no ah, there's no bump in the back, so uh, it's just a long, no. long back. Well, you know, she's a very gorgeous lady. 
Don't, oh yeah, don't yeah, body yeah. shame Jose. God, I'm no, I'm I'm, I'm just <laughs> I'm describing the road. I'm not cancel. I'm not, I'm not dissing the road. I'm just describing the road. But she's no, she's gorgeous. She's yeah. Uh, let's see where we go. Um, she comes out to the ring. Savage attempts to uh, he attempts to pants Hulk Hogan, and we get full Hogan ass shot, which I'm surprised. Ooh, and they not. kind of fuck up. They they try to do that that spot, and they mess up, and they have to do it again because I think Hulk had to pull up the front of his pants or something. Dude, he was wearing no, he was wearing nothing under that. Dude, and who suntans in the g string? <laughs> I know you're from Florida, guy. But well, uh, dude, yeah. I can see if you look closely. Well, I take that back because I saw it with his wig on, so it was probably the wig. It was probably the line from the wig, but uh, okay. I noticed there was like a straight line across it. So I was like, "Oh, look at that tan line." Which yeah. well, no, he always line? wears that bandana, you know, rain or shine. Yeah. Uh, Hogan uses Elizabeth as a shield. Liz gets in the ring to cover Savage. Then Hogan grabs Liz and drags her to the corner and says, "You're mine." Because... Dude, they have a checklist and they're knocking all of them off. Yeah, uh, Liz grabs some. Liz grabs someone or something out of Hogan's hand. We don't know what it is. It's some sort of gimmick. It's uh, a slapjack. <laughs> the ref is, uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, he gets knocked out and out comes Mark Curtis and Nick Patrick, both other officials. And everyone's hoping Mark Curtis will take over the match. But no, Nick Patrick takes over. And yay, Nick Patrick takes over as the referee. Okay, here we go. Foreign object, check. Downed ref, check. Nick Patrick, check. Slow count. Check. Manager interference. Check. Giant running. Check. Fast count by villain ref. Check. They hit everything. Well, Macho Man hits a well. There wasn't really a fast count. That was a fast count. He he hit him yeah, with the gimmick. Was, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Macho hits a scoop slam, elbow drop, and goes to the pin. But Patrick stops counting at two. So Sav. Oh, that's another thing. You know, it was uh, he got the visible three count, but you know, mm -hmm. Macho Man begins to beat down on Patrick, but Hogan somehow gets the gimmick. Um, in his hands and swings at Savage. Savage grabs it, strikes Hogan with it. Savage goes for the elbow drop, but DiBiase stops him and uh, knocks him off the top. Out comes the Giant, chokeslam to Macho Man. Giant rolls Macho Man into the ring and rolls Hogan on top of him. Pin, win, fucking bullshit. That's what it is. <laughs> you know what else is bullshit? Is uh, Hogan got elbow dropped, right? Yeah. Yeah. A bucket of ice water revived him. Well, it's ice water. Dude. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm you, back have, you ever, have you ever watched a comedy from the 70s or 80s? You pour water. Whoa. You know what would be funny? If Giant just came out with a glass full of warm water and put Hogan's hand in it. would have been better. He woke up pissing <laughs> on himself. Damn it, Giant. Uh, this is a bullshit combination of NWO finish plus an 80s WWF rematch. Bullshit that happens in WCW for no fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to see that. Nobody wanted to book it. And I'm sure the only person that was really looking forward to the match was Hogan. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm sure they thought, you know what? But this is Vegas. By the time we get to the main event, the, the fans are going to be trashed. They're not going to remember this finish anyway. So Hogan gets on the mic and he says, uh, he's tired of Ted Turner and he's taken over. And now it's when bagpipes start to play. And oh and my goodness. For some reason, he can't put two and two together. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, the, the music's for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little Scottish. <laughs> out comes the rowdy one, rowdy, rowdy Piper. And uh, he came out with somebody, but I don't know who the fuck was with him because they never made him. Like, you saw that person who, like, looked like he was with him. They looked yeah, like a Scottish yeah. thug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Roddy says he's uh, coming here to break Hogan's monotony. 
Um, he says, I'm not here to represent WCW, NWO, SPCA, or SOB, but I could be one hell of an SOB. And um, he says at first, he says, I'm just as big of an icon as you, Hogan. And he says, you know what? Screw it. I'm shooting here. I got my time. And like Giant kind of like moves up a little bit. And he says, hold, calm down, Sprout. Calm down. And he <laughs> yeah, yeah. he lays, he he really looks at like a uh, show like, or uh, Giant, fuck it. But he looks at Big Show like, you better fucking not, kid. You, mm-hmm. I'm going to ruin your life if you fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts. So for calling, those of you that don't know who Sprout is. <laughs> yeah, it's the Big Show. No, do you know what the what it no. refers to? No. Okay. You know uh John Green Giant, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Ho ho ho. And he's on the you know the veg- frozen vegetables. Oh, there's like a little one. For a while there was a little giant, and okay. that was Sprout. Uh so like I said, he begins to shoot. Rowdy Roddy Piper does. And uh, <laughs> and I think he really like, what does. A shitty joke. <laughs> because Hogan, there's points where Hogan's like looking up the ramp, like, are is this guy fucking serious? Yeah. Are we still on the air? Yeah. Oh, dude. So he begins to start talking about WrestleMania and how he put, well, he didn't say I put you over Hogan, but he says, if it wasn't for me making you look good, um, you would have never made it to where you are today. I'm just as big of a superstar as you. I'm just as big okay. of a movie star as you. He's a big okay. star. To this day, I think the name Rowdy Rowdy Piper is, is right there with Hulk Hogan. It's like Macho Man Piper Hogan, even Sergeant Slaughter, people, oh, right below. Uh, Piper. Hogan and Macho Man are like the three most well-known names of wrestling. Sergeant Slaughter has uh, an action figure oh, they that's action not figure. associated with wrestling. That's true. It came with okay. guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, bigger movie star, Piper. Yes. Bigger wrestling star, Hogan. Um, but like, I mean, did Piper make Hogan? Yes. Yeah. Okay, He's, you could say yeah. Hogan's got to higher success in wrestling. Yes. And I agree with that. But I don't think that, like, six, like, I don't want to say success. I want to, like, overall, it's just, I think, like, when you look back at everything, when it's all said and done, you know, the dust is settled. Everyone's gone home. You know, it's closing time. Turn off all the doors and. Let yourself into the, I don't know how the fucking lyrics go, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> sure, yeah, we get what you But saying. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I do really think the name Roddy Roddy Piper is right there next to Hulk Hogan. It's synonymous with and I think yes. And I think it's because yeah. Hogan has damaged his career over the years. So I think yes. Hogan has brought himself down. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Macho Man, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I'll say it like this. At one point, it was kind of like Macho Man Piper, and then Hogan was up here, and then you know hogan dropped his stock price yeah big time yeah totally totally and you know we all know that with every good guy he's only as good as his bad guy that he's going up against so it had to be a major bad guy aka roddy piper um we're not going to count um uh, debo but we'll count uh macho man King Kong Pundy was pretty effing amazing back in the day. And, you know, uh, up until that, uh, I don't remember too many people he's wrestled against. Yeah. I mean. So uh, Hogan uh, shakes his hand and uh, he says, you are big of a superstar as me. You are big of a movie star as me. You're a millionaire just like me. And then he goes, and then Piper is just all of a sudden like, well, look out for yourself then. Or he says, watch yourself. And he starts to leave and Hogan like, fucks with him even more and he's like well you gotta remember to sit down when you pee 
because you're wearing a dress. Remember, <laughs> you're a woman. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, How clever. <laughs> uh, Piper then gets back in the ring and tells Hogan. Uh, and then Hogan, he goes, you know what? Hogan? And Hogan goes, no, you're done. He goes, your time is coming. Piper, uh, Hogan starts to leave again. And he goes, Piper goes, oh, you forgot something. Grabs the title, puts it over his shoulder. Hogan runs back into the ring, mm-hmm. like pissed. This guy's fucking oh, pissed. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's fucking pissed. Um, they go back and forth saying something about some bullshit. And Piper then all of a sudden goes, I got you with Elizabeth. And then all of a sudden, Tony Schiavone goes, that's it. We got to go. Bye. <laughs> and they're still talking. And the pay-per-view just shuts off. So, yeah. dude, you know he was shooting. There's mm-hmm. there with like it's without a shadow of a fucking doubt this guy was shooting from the hip. Yeah, totally. And you know what's funny mm-hmm. is because I um it's it went to the next Halloween Havoc, and I love how it's like for the first time ever since those years ago, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Piper. I'm like, it took a year, right? Did it? We didn't find a Starcade. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Oh, we'll look into it, but. Yeah. Anyways, uh, show goes off the air and <laughs> everyone feeling a little uncomfortable over here. Yeah, right. So that was Halloween Havoc 1996. Heck of a show. You guys picked it at home. It was one of your, it was your monthly suggestion, Jose. Good, good job, guys. So <laughs> okay. I am not going to be as gracious. It's my turn to pick for retro pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying the law okay, down uh, this month. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you my first search result what? for Starcade 96 is a YouTube video featuring Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Roddy Roddy Piper. Okay, well then maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what the fuck they no, were talking I, about. Th- this is just the first search results. Who knows what? Maybe he's referring to this little shindig that we just had. I don't know. Uh, I, that's just the first thing that came up off the of search. So, like I said. Yeah, you guys go ahead and do a search yourselves. I'm not being as gracious as you are, Jose. I'm not giving the fans anything to fucking choose this time because I <laughs> nice. don't care. I mean, I okay. care about the fans, but I don't, like, I just wanted to pick a pay-per-view. I need to lay the law down about something that's been bugging me since day one of this retro show. Ooh, is there wow. needs to be a law, a fucking law set to what a retro show is. Okay, I'm down. Ten years. Ten years is a retro show. That's an era, right? So I'm going to go a little further back than ten years. I'm going back 11 years. Okay. Survivor Series 2010. All right. Next, we get Wade Barrett versus uh, Randy Orton for the uh, WWF ti- or WWE title hmm. uh, with John this Cena. This is uh, ne- Nexus? Next? This is stuff? Nexus with John Cena as a special okay. guest referee, so... Either Wade Barrett wins or John Cena is forced to join the Nexus. Mm-hmm. What'll happen? Ooh. Stay tuned. All right. We're going to get out of here for tonight because my throat is killing me because I didn't drink anything before the show and my mouth is dry as a, as, as dry as a mouth is at a Cypress Hill concert. <laughs> it's as dry as be reels mouth before yeah. a show. Oh my gosh. Anyways, guys, ladies, friends, family, anyone watching, Tony Khan, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. Later.